0: Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics. Today, we have another amazing guest. This time, we're speaking with Devin R. Scott. He is one of the writers and creators of Magnus. Magnus is by Wiseacre Comics. Um, It's published by Godhood Comics. And I'm telling you, it is an amazing, amazing series. They have three issues out right now. I'm sure a third one is coming very soon. We have issue one. Here's issue two and issue three of Magnus. It is an incredible story, follows a young man named Magnus who comes from a lineage of uh, superhumans, but he doesn't know it yet, but he's about to find out in issue one. And then you see the ramifications of all of that moving forward. Um, don't miss this um, interview, it's going to be incredible. Devin is an amazing writer, and uh, Magnus is an incredible comic that you should be owning. They also just had a successful Kickstarter for another comic under the Wiseacre label, and that's called Crisis, which I've already uh, purchased. So I can't wait for those to come in. And then currently right now, you could go to their website, Wiseacre Comics, and you could purchase The Meadows, which is their third comic book under the Wiseacre comic line. Without further ado, make sure you subscribe, make sure that you put on their ringtone so you get notifications. And without further ado, here is Devin and I. Thanks, everyone well hello everyone welcome to the show devin thanks for joining us um if you're joining us for the first time we have devin r scott he is one of the writers for Magnus by wiseacre comics i think it was published through godhood um this uh particular book incredible i fell in love with it devin Um, So I started with issue one, jumped in. I'm like, dude, the art is incredible. The story is amazing. So then I had to go back and buy issue two and three. And I just got done telling you, I can't wait for issue four to come out to see where this story is going.
1: I'm very happy to be here. I appreciate you uh, having me on. And I'm glad to hear that you very uh, much enjoyed Magnus. Uh, It was a pleasure to actually be on that. Um, I had worked with WiseAger uh, Comics prior, a different series. Like it was a sci-fi book. Uh, uh-huh. I believe it was called Ages Dawn, which is supposed to be coming out again, uh, revamped. I've seen a couple of new pages, so looks yeah. great. But uh, that was my initial introduction. Then uh, I was asked to do Magnus not long afterwards, and then it just I just fell in love with the project. I've uh, I think we've written I've written sixteen issues. And then I gave them something uh, special to use for later.
0: Wow. So you're that far along in Magnus, up to 16 issues already? Yep. Wow. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> as a fan, oh, yeah. that's pretty
1: cool, man. Almost oh, definitely. And, it, you know, I as somebody who's been reading comic books for a very long time, uh, well, 24 years? Yeah. <laughs> 24 years. Because I just turned 28 on the floor. Uh, yeah. So, um it's, it's cool to use, you know, things that I read as a fan mm-hmm. and now I can, you know, apply that to my work as well. And uh, I think Magnus very, uh, it, it, it um, in a way it flourished because of, you know, my various perspectives. So not only from, you know, fans perspective on mm-hmm. other titles, but from, you know, being able to actually sit down, you know, go over the outline, you know, go back and forth with Frederick about what he wanted to see and then what I was allowed to do. And yeah. I, I actually, uh, a lot of the stuff that you see, I want to say issue two and three specifically, mm-hmm. I know there was something at the end of issue one that I did mm-hmm. specifically uh, involving the Orisha goddesses. That was, that was me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was me and everything after that was really me. Like, yeah. I got, you know, the outline and just I applied a bunch of stuff that he didn't even expect.
2: Yeah.
1: uh To see initially. So I thought that was pretty cool to be able to have that kind of uh, free will essentially to do what I could on the project and just have at it any way I wanted to. That's awesome.
0: That's a good feeling then to be able to see your work on paper like that. And then the artwork probably to back up the story, right? Cause the artwork yeah. came out incredible. man.
1: Oh man. Bruno obvious is a, man. He, he's just one of a kind. Yeah, He actually just won um, the top cow talent search. He was one of the two winners. There was one writer and then one artist and he was the artist that they picked. Wow. So um, he's going to be published in a direct market again, I know he's had a couple other things. He did the Wesley Snipes book, The Exile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was on, uh, he's been on a couple different books that are notable, you know, very notable. But this, though, this was like one of those things that I think uh, he works very well. I know I'd worked with Bruno once before
2: mm-hmm.
1: on um, Godhood Comics um, book, Galactic Patrol Delta, GPD. Oh, yeah. So he did the art for issue one. I oversaw that entire project, and he—he's a fast worker. Like the man, he's very receptive to, you know, feedback, and he's—he's he's quick. Like you tell him to fix something, he come back the next day. <laughs> so I, I very much enjoy Bruno's work, and man, he's gonna be—he's uh, gonna be a hit for a long time. <laughs> so I'm hoping to see him with some, you know, big, you know, accolades in the next few years.
0: Yeah. Well, you could tell, man, the artwork, like I said, you know, when you're as a fan, right, you pick up comic books. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing you see obviously is the cover, right? So the yeah. cover always has to look good, right? Cause that's what attracts you. Um, but the next thing you do is you open it up before you even start reading, you glance over the page and man, when the art is like that and it makes it even more exciting to jump into the story. And then you have the story that backs it up. You could tell that you work really good together with Bruno because yeah. Um, right? The art has to tell a big portion of that story because you're limited on word count and all that good stuff for each panel, right? So, uh, man, that back and forth, I, I call it kind of a dance between the writer and the, the artist. You got to be on the same yeah. wavelength, right? In order for that story to be told. And boy, it comes across so good, especially some of the fight scenes at the end of issue <laughs> one specifically are just next level.
1: Oh, man, trust me. I think that's that's <laughs> the fun of it, right? There's the fight scenes because, you know, you get to pretty much, you know, have whatever your imagination holds and just let it go. Yeah. And I, when it comes to fight scenes, I'm just, I'm all over the place. And that's where yeah. I feel like it's my second best uh, part of being a writer because not only do I get to do the world building thing, which I love to do that as well,
2: yeah. but,
1: you know, to actually sit there and telegraph like what we should be seeing and then see it in a print with you know what the artist does so me being able to put you know all that into a script and he put it into art it was just it was a match made and I man I wish I could get Bruno for a bunch of other projects I think he'd work well on but he's he's a busy guy so am I so we'll, we'll come up together again obviously on Magnus uh going forward uh sure I'll see him again on GPD and a bunch of other stuff. I'm sure I can work my way into working with them again. There's so much to do and just so little <laughs> time it seems to get with everybody that you want to work with all the time. So.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. No understood. Understood. Well, before we get too much into Magnus, let's just talk about Devin, um if that's okay. Um yeah. you said you've been reading comics for 24 years. Where did the the passion for writing start for you, Devin?
1: So, I would say it started Early on, I'd say probably about elementary school, mm-hmm. you know, I was one of those kids that literally brought comic books to school with me. You know, it was picked on, whatever. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, my origin story, so of speak. But I, I really excelled with, you know, English and literature, you know, mm-hmm. based studies. So I'm like, all right, I want to try writing. So I actually started uh, writing novels uh, early on. I had a few that were close to being finished, and I didn't think they were too good, and just got rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucked because there, there were some good you know books <laughs> but um I always had my head in a book so why not write books yeah. and it was my dad's you know fault for essentially getting me into comics because that's how I learned how to read yeah uh, he had a big collection uh when I was a kid and we actually both got rid of our collections later in life and then we're again we both restarted so I went from having like 16,000 comics in my collection <laughs> as a young person to having just under 2,000 now again.
2: Yeah.
1: I think I'm probably one of the youngest people to own almost the, every Avengers main title from the sixties to current. So, which is, which is cool. Not many people can say that. Nope. (laughs) But um, otherwise it's just, it's something I felt that come very natural to me. Um, -hmm. I did always want to say, oh, I want to write books for, you know, Marvel, DC, whatever. And it's actually in one of my yearbooks. I can't remember what year it was, but I know I was getting ready to transition from like elementary to middle school or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I remember I said it. One of my teachers was like, well, I want to see your books. Well, (laughs) I don't remember that teacher's name anymore, but I'm still friends with um, a couple of the kids whose parents did work at our school. So they end up getting a copy of my book. That's cool. Well, one of my books. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's it's stuck forever. So if yeah. not for my wife, I probably wouldn't be write, uh, writing comic books right now. I'd yeah. probably be moping around, just reading <laughs> them. And it's like, oh, well, I should be doing this. Yeah. Well, I'm doing it. I've been doing it almost <laughs> five years now. So.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So a- as a writer, right, when, when was your first published book that you wrote?
1: uh first published book well it would have had to have been 2021 I wanna mm-hmm. say. 2021 or 2022 no it would have been 21 because uh that was a rough year for me because uh i was the editor for a book called prolong
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh for christian herrera one of my peers he also does a couple other books uh I forget the name of this really popular title, something about uh, sidekick and superhero stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I was the editor on that book, and that was really my first published credit because I specifically remember getting comps in the mail and just showing it off because like, hey, I'm published! I- I'm in a book, and <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's one of it's actually one of those books that um oh computer's going to oh no um it was one of those books that essentially made people cry, made me cry, mm. you know, it was a very heartfelt story. And otherwise just uh, it was great writing at its finest. And it's just like, I'm a part of this. So to have uh, been part of this great book, it was, it was fantastic feeling. Mm. And then obviously as I continued to go on, You know, I'd have other notable works that I've been a part of. You know, I've been a part of, you know, Magnus. I've been a part of Delected Patrol Delta. um, Bunch of other people series. I know, I'm about to be in uh, Travis. Travis Gibbs, Cthulhu Invades Neverland book. Mm. Uh, That drops on the 18th of July, if I'm correct. Something like Mm -hmm. that. I know it's a day before something else I have to do. (laughs) <laughs> so that's typically how i remember things
2: yeah, yeah but
1: um yeah that would be my first real credit i know the book is still available i know you can read it on christian's uh website for free but i'm not sure if he still has any printed copies that's something okay. that he yeah. will have to work out with other folks and you know people that are interested would inquire yeah but, um, so,
0: um, you know, you were talking about writing and the passion for writing from such a young age. Are there certain writers that had the, a huge impact on you?
1: Um, To name a few, um, Dwayne McDuffie from Milestone Media, yeah. he was one of those people that I kind of latched onto early. Yeah. Just for because sure. um, I, I had read a bunch of the Milestone books early on. Granted, I know he had a lot of oversight into those books. He had written, what, I don't remember how many issues of Static he might have actually wrote.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: what really got me about his writing credits was the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of, to do with all that early D.C.A.U. stuff. Mm-hmm. So Justice League, Justice League, Unlimited Static Shock. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Batman Beyond, but obviously that eventually tied in later. Sure, yeah. So he, he was a genius. Yeah. Man was ahead of his time for sure. what he wanted to do, and that that left a big impact on me because he was a notable black writer that I can, you know, really see myself uh, in essentially. Yeah. And then not only that, there were a bunch of other things. You know, we had similar thoughts about how things should be with mm-hmm. uh, comics and like all that extra stuff. So there's a lot of similarities between the two of us let's see who else ron mars who i actually got to meet this year for the first time nice i met him at uh my home i met him at a convention in my hometown of toledo ohio mm-hmm. Fantastic Con because that was my first convention ever that I oh really at. yeah i yeah. yeah. did i did great i sold most of the books that came with, so <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i cannot be uh, um upset but ron i know he had he had a bunch of uh great books he did you know kyle rayner Green Lantern and stuff. Um, the thing that hit for me was Silver Surfer. Mm. I love Silver Surfer yeah. a lot, yeah. and he's one of those unsung Marvel heroes that every time he gets a series, it usually don't last very long. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but you know it's neither here nor there.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But
1: uh, Ron is a very great storyteller, and he knows how to fit stories into you know any little box off say an event comes up, he can fit it in real quick and then make it seem like the event didn't happen at all. Mm. And you can still progress with the story that you were telling. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And this it's a lot of stuff with Ron. So I love Ron Mars. And yeah. then I will say there's one specific creator uh who I've followed since I um ha- have been reading essentially and that's Jonathan Hickman. Mm one of the best modern storytellers of our generation, of the modern generation, I should say. Um, He knows how to craft not only an excellent narrative, but all the different infographics. You know, he can give you a lot of information in the Mm -hmm. story and then around the story.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, what really got me to latch on to him was his Secret Warrior series for Marvel, which Mm -hmm. was really the last greatest Nick Fury uh, series yeah. that he get before he, <laughs> you know, all that stuff with Original Sin happened, which yeah. uh, <laughs> I can go on and on about that, but yeah. for now, but no, Jonathan is great. I still follow a lot of his work. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a new project that's on Substack. Uh, it's called Three Worlds, Three Moons, and basically mm-hmm. it takes all his ideas and He's built this crazy world with uh, Mike Huddleston and um, Mike Del Mundo hmm. and a bunch of other creators yeah. that they've, you know, got to come along with them. But I would say those are my, you know, my small rock, Mount Rushmore of creatives that I kind of look to. There are other people that I could mention, you know, Jimmy sure. um kind of Liam Sharp when he does writing stuff. Mm hmm. Um, I know he's done some, but I ain't gonna be able to bring it off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah, he yeah. can write very well. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm forgetting someone very important. Uh, I can't remember specifically, but he's the reason why I stuck to the New Valiant books when they relaunched back in like 2012. Mm. Um, Josh, Josh Disart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it took me a long time to figure it out, but <laughs> that man is a genius. Everything yeah. he touches is, you know, great. My dad loved his, um, he did an Unknown Soldier book for Vertigo DC stuff
2: mm-hmm. in the
1: early, mid-2000s that we <laughs> both enjoyed. So you know, I would say those, you know, top-tier creators, I still, like I said, I still follow all their work. Yeah, you know, I think I've talked to at least a handful of them every now and again, especially Josh. We talk on and off every so often. That's like, cool. You know, he's a busy guy, so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, Devin. I mean, it's. I think we've all been influenced by uh, a lot of different people, and it's really cool to to meet a writer and then find out what their influences are. And now, as I continue to read Magnus, you know, it's funny when you you hear of the influences of a writer a lot of times you could see some of those influences come through yep. if you know those other riders, right, which is really cool. I mean, we're all affected by others that we look up to. And so I think if you exactly. look at any human being, you could see those uh, those things come through. So that, that's pretty cool. Appreciate you sharing that with us, man.
1: Oh, no problem. I, trust yeah. me, if there's one thing I like to do is share. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a storyteller, right? Yeah.
1: Hey, that's I what have you do. to do it. You know, <laughs> I have to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then we get to Magnus, right? And so um, Frederick is the creator of Magnus, if I'm not mis- uh, mistaken, correct?
1: That is correct.
0: Yep. So you two sit down and uh, he kind of shares his vision of what he would like to see Magnus um, do right throughout the series. And then he that gives you- it over to you for the storytelling, at least portions of the storytelling. How does that, Am I, am I expressing that in the right way? Is that how it all kind of yeah. laid out?
1: Yep, very much so. So I'll give you a good story. So after we had done the first three issues of Magnus,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, you know, he had essentially given me a roadmap for, you know, the rest of the first arc, which again, you'll see as we continue with four or five, six, and then seven is the beginning of number two, which Mm -hmm. is very important. You have to pay attention to all the little nuances from what you've read now, Mm-hmm. Up until we get to that next arc and that's that's you know i'll put it like this you know if you th- enjoy invincible and like how that you know book and the show has progressed you'll yeah. enjoy magnus because there's a certain level of similarities when it comes to that progression
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i wanted i wanted to kind of surprise him with uh, some things and i think every script up until we started doing the co-writing piece, so I'd write half and he'd write half. Yeah, and really, it wasn't even half at first because I said, "Okay, well, here's a couple pages you can do." Yeah, and I'd, <laughs> I'd write the majority of it, and you know, he'd try to fit it in, and he'll just be like, "Wow, you you really challenged me every time." Send one back, <laughs> I gotta sit here and you know figure out how is this gonna work. And yeah. like, and it's true because yeah, I literally sit there and take everything that he wants to see, yeah. and then just input it and it's like I don't know I feel like a computer sometimes you know how to do <laughs> calculations and yeah. all that well that's me with narratives so yeah there was a lot of hard work between the two of us especially on his part because really for me it's just, it just comes natural yeah so I, I just have fun challenging him with yeah. the rest <laughs> of it but uh, for what it's worth I think um, what we've done together really really will show you'll be able to kind of discern whose voice is whose. Mm-hmm. Um, probably past issue seven. Um, obviously, you got you got a good portion of Frederick uh, in issue one, but you get yeah. me more, you know, two, three, and beyond. And then, uh, obviously, once you start seeing the co-writing yeah. uh, issues in the future, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about here with my voice over his voice and then mm-hmm. it'll kind of intertwine towards the end and you won't hopefully won't be able to tell who yeah. did what and uh, I'm, I'm actually excited about that because nobody understands uh, how much time i put into issues 12 through 16 and then the little special book um, i gave them essentially so I, I really hope you're paying attention <laughs> to this because I'm, I'm pretty much giving you some spoilers but not <laughs> and everyone else wait, is man. watching this as well. You know, <laughs> there's a lot to be had with Magnus and I hope everybody uh, yeah. picks the book up, enjoys what we're laying down and then uh, continues to read it for the future. So,
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And, and I love watching a universe be built like that. And so to kind of be at the very beginning those first three issues and understanding the cosmos and everything that's going on outside of earth um, that leads to the story that happens on earth. It's super exciting because to your point, you could go in a lot of different directions because there's all kinds of stories that need to be told on the backstory of who some of these people are um, leading up to um, when they come to earth, right? To find Magnus. So I'm super excited. There's like like the sci-fi feel to it, that uh, I don't think we've tapped into a whole lot yet, but I feel like it's coming because it has to, right? Because there's so much happening outside of earth, right?
1: There, there's <laughs> a lot happening. Yeah. So, you know, what you, you get a take of sci-fi this, these first few issues, but like it, yeah. it just goes above and beyond because you actually get to see um, that snippet, basically, of the future on that mm-hmm. what first page of the book for Mag- yeah. yeah uh i come back to that i literally bring you back full circle (laughs) to that when we get to the second arc and it's just like it's crazy over the top you know you you finally get to see what exactly led to this you know you get a bunch of new villains Mm -hmm. um some earth Earth earth-based and some that you've already seen um obviously you'll be able to see more of the orisha interactions with earth and Mm -hmm. then uh I have some cool stuff lined up for um, seventeen and beyond, but for now, I've just kind of been laying low with it until we get back into it. So it's it's going to be a lot more sci-fi stuff. I want to show the fantasy aspects of it too, because you Mm -hmm. can't just bring me onto a project, have African (laughs) gods on it, and then not let me do (laughs) what I'm good at. Exactly. I'm very good with mythology stuff. You know, that was my first. Uh, create her own book yeah. that was published of my own was a, a fantasy book so it's just uh, it's it's a lot to try to take in and yeah I, I, I sincerely hope everybody is excited for this as I am you yeah. know every time I think about Magnus I just think about the joys mm-hmm. of being able to write this sci-fi superhero you know fantasy book with that uh, you know brings all these elements yeah. And works with them very well. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you can you share with us, um,
0: Devin, how Wiseacre is connected with Godhood?
1: So from what I recall, so Frederick actually uh initially he um uh, he had a project, another project mm-hmm. that he took to Godhood Comics and submitted to him. In person, if I'm correct. Yeah. I think he caught him at a convention or something. Like like Tyler, that,
0: right? just ro- walked up to Tyler and started
1: talking. and Yep. Yeah. And I basically introduced himself. The cover was fire, what I heard. But then <laughs> Tyler looked in the book, is lit basically said, hey, Fred, you lied to me. Like the book on the outside looks outstanding. But when you look inside, the art don't match. And that put it into perspective him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it basically uh, made him change outlook on, how to create? So obviously, I, I think he also invested in Godhood too. So that mm-hmm. way he can learn the gems of being super successful, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I think I was already friends with Tyler from the beginning anyway. I followed Godhood in its infancy yeah. and up until point. So uh, I was already familiar, but I hadn't been. Uh, I had no contact with Tyler up until a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, they they work basically in tandem. So I'm not gonna say that they're a subsidiary of Godhood Comics, but
2: uh-huh. their
1: book imprint, you know, just like any other creator owned yeah. book, yeah. Um, you can go through a bigger publisher, but your brand will still be its own thing.
0: Exactly. And that's
1: yeah. pretty much what it is. So that's awesome, yeah. You so know, he uh, Tyler picked it up and it's pretty much the rest of history. Now you <laughs> understand the little nuances, you know, yeah. Magnus of being direct market before long mm-hmm. antagonists for Godhood is in the direct market. And I actually pre-ordered one of them books. Well, I should be getting the whole series, but I'm thinking. Yeah. Nice.
0: I mean, that's an amazing partnership because what Tyler has done at Godhood is probably one of the top indie comic publishers in the U S right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The antagonist is next level. I love that story. Um, so yeah, I mean, (laughs) if you're going to be connected to anybody, I think that's a good one to be connected with. And you know, why is Acre, you know, the, the storytelling and the art, um, it's up there at that same level. And that's why I was so impressed with Magnus. Um, and I can't wait to see Crisis when that comes out, uh, I know the Kickstarter just ended. And I know you weren't yep. part of that particular one, but it's still Wiseacre Comics. And yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for Frederick and everything that he's creating under uh, the Wiseacre brand because, man, it's it's quality. And I hope people try it because they need to. It's incredible.
1: And I agree. You know, I've, I've already seen sneak previews of a lot of the stuff that's yeah. coming. So yeah. <laughs> I, I already have a clear... Um, insight as to what's going on you know I, like i said i'll be on crisis number three i just need to get off my butt and actually look at the <laughs> system, you know figure out what i'm gonna do to you know continue with it yeah you know i i enjoy stuff like this writing is pretty much the third best thing that i enjoy in life it's yeah. family yeah. my wife and son reading comics creating comics essentially yeah. You know, creating comments. that's a good
0: list, man. That's a good list. Yeah,
1: <laughs> trust me, it's it's the greatest list I list I can have because two of those things go hand in hand. So yeah, and I, was, and I was, uh I got a bunch of firepower books from a uh, Robert Kirkman oh. uh, stuff for my birthday for my wife, and uh, I, I actually had to catch up because I only had the OGN that they started off with, mm-hmm. and then issues one through three, and then I, I've been out the loop for years and yeah. it's about to come back this month so I had to get caught up and man I already got to issue 12 I'm gonna finish the rest of the issues because uh, I have one through 19 already at issue 12 so I'm gonna read the rest of those and it's just it's fun to analyze other people's work yeah. in comparison to my own I'm like man I should be doing what they're doing but at the same time the books that I do don't necessarily need that level of yeah. nuance you know yeah. especially what panel counts on pages like Goodness gracious! I I usually only I have I try to keep within a set amount, you know. So yeah, like between three and six. If I need Mm -hmm. more than that, then I'll make space for it. But I try not Mm -hmm. to go over panel count. So it's just like looking at this. Oh, there's seven or eight panels on one page already, and there's (laughs) like five on this other page. Yeah,
2: that's
1: that's too much. Yeah, like there were two panels or two or three panels was was the same image, but Mm -hmm. all they did was add like two different images off to the side yeah i need all that but that's just me i don't know i I can't really (laughs) chastise other people for their uh, theatrical you know outlook on how they put their together versus how i do it you know it's all i love it all so i can't really complain yeah
0: yeah yeah it's probably fun right looking at other people's people's work as a creator yourself and as a writer yeah yeah, I mean, that's how you get better, right? And sometimes you'll see exactly. stuff like, man, I would never do that, man, and this is why. Or like, man, I should try that because I've never even thought about doing that on a page.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's true. You know, I, I literally say that stuff all the time. You know, I'll, I'll read something like, I don't know, I'll pick up an indie book that I'll get from a Kickstarter and then I'll look yeah. at it and I'm like, hmm, that's cool. I wouldn't do that personally, but yeah. you did it yeah. right. Maybe if you would have split this up here, did this over there, whatever would have worked. Yeah, uh, and then I'll see something like crazy and I'm like I have to try it I have to try it, I have to try it. <laughs> and that's, that was me actually for like a good portion of the year I saw so many cool things that were neat that I tried to incorporate and then just uh, transpose it into my own so that way yeah. it's not necessarily the same Yeah. Uh, some of it worked some of it didn't I ended up fixing what didn't work so that way it did work yeah. but uh, it it was cool all around so I can't complain yeah. Yeah.
0: and I noticed even in Magnus, I mean, you, you obviously have some panels, but for the most part, right, there's explosions on each of these pages and those explosions mm-hmm. take up the entire uh, page, which I love, man, because then you get some like larger art you get all the detail, which is just next level. Exactly. Man. It's so good. I remember reading um, or watching an interview of Todd McFarlane and he, mm-hmm. when he was working at Marvel and when he was on Spider-Man, Cause they, you know, they had panels, it was very, you know, cut and dry, right? You had four yeah. panels or maybe it was three panels, whatever it was, but you just didn't do anything outside the panels. Like all your art needed to stay within the panel. And Todd goes, nah, I don't think that, that's a rule that I'd like to try and break. And, and so without them knowing he broke it. And uh, I mean, that's some of the best art at that time of Spider-Man. And you can see some of those comics, you know, 300 or whatever it is, they just go for crazy amounts, right? But I mean, he broke that mold, at least with Marvel at that time. And now it's like, that's what you do, right? In order to tell a story and to get that that feeling of what's taking place to help match the words that are on the page, you have these explosions that take place. And man, the impact is so much greater. And I felt that there's a couple pages here, especially in issue one during the fight scene, which one of my favorite characters, um, I, I don't know if he could come back, but I'm like, oh, man. Like, we only got a taste of him, right? Right? So I don't want to give anything too much away because people need to get into this. But that character is dope, man. You can't have him dead.
1: Oh, see, and that's, that's one of the joys of not being able to tell nobody stuff. Yeah. Because I, I know what happens later. And yeah. you. I'm not going to say you get exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah. Kind of do to a degree, yeah. but it's not going to be <laughs> how you. you expect it. So Yeah. I'll be able to I'll sleep better tonight, too, Devin. Man. Thank you. Just a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to break your heart later. I hope you're not too mad with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's the emotion that you want to bring into a story, though, right? So sometimes, you know, your favorites uh, do die, right? And it's and that's true. You hate it, man, and you're angry, and I'll, I'll be thinking yeah. of Devin the whole time, like, damn it, Devin, why'd you do this to me, right?
1: But that's why I'm addicted <laughs> to it. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I try to tell people, you know, uh, when I write my own stuff, I always put my characters through the ringer. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not because I dislike them; I love them so much that yeah. they need to face a lot of adversity for their yeah. character to grow. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff uh, like a book that I have coming out. Well, I have the Kickstarter launch on August 1st, but um, the book is called Noir. It's one of the three new titles um, for my brand epic fantasy and, oh really uh, we're launching so I'll, i can uh, send you the pre-launch li- uh, link yeah yeah please
0: so we could share that to everybody and we want to get yeah. that out
1: there man yeah but uh there's a double page spread that i really enjoy of the character noir you know she's a vigilante hero basically like my batwoman without being you know somewhat rich herself uh, all that stuff, but basically yeah. there's a double-page spread that I just love because it's something that makes people wonder about why I did the things that I'm doing, and the villain she's facing is kind of, I'm not going to say cookie cutter, but he's, he's an average person, and he was able to do this to someone whose physical capabilities are a lot better than his own, mm. and to just man he he oh I, I really can't spoil it but yeah 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 it's okay i'm in love with it but i i guarantee you when you see that you'll love it a lot yeah so you know and it's just one of those things that i truly love about creating but when you do things like that and then uh people question why you did it. it's like well you know, it's a necessary part of the story, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it gets better, obviously. You know, heroes win the day most of the time. They can lose some of the time, whatever. But this is one of those books that I'm ultra passionate about. And, you know, I'm just excited to finally have finished. It took me like six, eight months mm-hmm. to have the art done in between this and, like, something else. Yeah. Not to mention I've been doing a lot of work for higher stuff this the past year or so. It's just been a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you're busy, and I'm glad you got a lot of stuff coming out. When do you think we could see uh, Magnus issue four? Do you know when that was supposed to launch?
1: It was slated for this summer, but I think some things got pushed back just because, uh, you know, we want this to be the perfect project Mm -hmm. for folks. So, if you don't see it this year, you'll probably see it early next year, if I had to guess. Very Um, good. You know, like I said, it's it's one of those things. It's labor love. Sometimes yeah. you gotta push things back in order to make it the best project that it'll be. Yeah. Um, and uh, trust me, I'm I'm no stranger to it myself. But uh, I yeah. think once we do bring it out for you guys, you know, it's one of those things that you'll want to give your entire bank account for. <laughs> so, so please do. because <laughs> you know, no but uh
0: absolutely yeah no i'm I'm all in my friend i'm all in i'm sucked in
1: i i can't remember if he showed the cover for it yet but i've seen a lot of those pages we introduce a key character that you'll see uh going forward uh i'm not sure if he showed up in issue three or not i don't want to spoil it if he did but somebody very important to magnus Mm. so uh just if you already read it you know if you're out there listening to this you've already read magnus and you can kind of feel where i'm going then yeah yeah what is
0: i I think Uh, i know exactly what you're saying but i won't say anything excellent (laughs) yeah i certainly i want people to to pick this up because it's that good and uh, yeah and
1: and i try to tell folks like i gave i think i sold two of my comps because i one of each issue um and at my first convention i took them just to show them and then i had like a post-it note saying hey go get them from the website yeah. i'm sure some people did whatever but then there was a little girl that come by i was you know i was gonna give her a free book i was like you have any book on this table what, what yeah. do you want she pointed to magnus number two i'm like just for you i i signed it for i signed it for yeah. took a picture with her with it in her hands you know that that was the best day for her. I'm like, you know, I'm not even mad that I got rid of yeah. uh, I think I saw like no, I gave her issue one and then I gave my brother issue two. I have issue three running around here somewhere.
0: I wonder if it had something to do with the goddesses on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All of them.
0: All and of like, them, right?
1: Bulletin, Ocean, and Yamaya. Yep. Yeah. They're 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 my my favorite trio. There's other gods and goddesses. Um yeah. That you'll see but it's just those three for right now are the ones that you can tell the, um have a lot of influence on yeah. what goes on especially
0: in the uh, universe right
1: yeah yep mm-hmm. in the universe and mm-hmm. then granted there are surely other gods you know playing around too but this, yeah for yeah. the most part this is uh their influence that's being spread and mm-hmm. some gods have it out for you know humanity some don't Yeah, it's part of the same pantheon, but uh, for the most part, these these few are trying to help. There's a you know, greater cost uh, plan at work, and it's trying. They're trying so hard to keep things under wraps, and it's not gonna stay that way. So yeah, uh, godly interference is going to be stopped eventually, but how's gonna be stopped? You just have.
0: (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. I had a real quick question about you, Um, Orisha. In issue one, it talks about Orishah, and that is uh, if I, I looked it up because I didn't know what that word meant, mm. and it has to do with the the focusing on the nature of the parts of gods, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. between so, humanity and the gods. Right? It's the it's kind of the in between, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And it's and that's kind of how we play around with it. So, mm-hmm. um, now you see the relationship between both. Yeah. You know humans and the gods, but the specific person that they're interacting with
2: is Magnus. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know, um, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out ways to showcase other people, mm-hmm. um, in the Magnus universe that also have the same uh, contact. Yeah. as well, but I want to put it in a way that is use more for malicious intent as opposed mm. to the heroic nature of you know say magnus and his family yeah and all that stuff so but uh, it's, it's just one of those things that you know we got to play around with see what works what doesn't um you know you already have a good set of uh, antagonists already yeah. with um what what did, what did we call them? The misfits or something? Yeah, the
0: yeah yeah the the miscreants. Oh,
1: miscreants. Yep, yeah, the
0: miscreants. Know. Yeah.
1: So you know we got those that little group, and then on top of that, we still have their boss that we haven't really seen. We saw his silhouette from yeah yeah
0: from behind. Um, we saw him. Yeah. Yep,
1: and he he's a force to be reckoned with as well. <laughs> but there's another person that they still got to worry about uh, <laughs> later on as well. Well, yeah. people and. All sorts of crazy stuff is going to happen. Eventually, government interference. And,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, they see super power beings and just, it goes off the walls. And obviously, <laughs> to combat this, you know, emergent threat, you got to be able to counteract it with something else. So, yeah, It's just one of those things that I really enjoy, you know, layering uh, the story with. So you get equal parts of everything. So you get magnets, you get, you know, all that get everything yeah. wrapped in a great you know book and then you have to steadily wait for each one to come out with <laughs> anticipation so that way when it does come out it's like there you go yeah. I got it give me the book yeah so I'm hoping um hoping we can get these next three or four issues out yeah in, in within 18 months time because uh there's there's just a lot of great yeah. stuff going on and I just I would hate for everybody to have to wait like forever for it. But it is yeah. like I said, one of those things that um, for great quality, it takes a little bit of time. For sure.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I could wait. I mean, I, I would rather see it in the quality that I've already seen it in. Exactly. So uh, yeah, no, I, I completely understand that, Dev. And although I am anxious to see what happens <laughs> next, um, I still think there's enough people that need to read the first three issues so yeah, that we could have definitely. that same excitement for issue four. So hopefully we could help get the word out because this is like top notch quality. Um, and, uh, man, I really love the story. So, um, maybe we could kind of talk about you and your project. You said Epic fantasy, maybe to kind of close out, maybe utilize this opportunity. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share pertaining to Epic fantasy and what we could see in the near future?
1: So there's a lot going on as far as uh, what I'm doing with uh, Epic Fantasy and my brand, essentially. Um, You know, I originally created it just for any books that I was going to have. And I was like, that's boring. Why why do it alone? So I originally had a couple friends. So uh, come on with me. Unfortunately, one had to drop out just due to health reasons. Mm. But I did get his book into the world. Outside of just say, I think he had it on Webtoons originally and it wasn't coming out steadily enough. Yeah. So we put it in a physical form. Uh, that was our first Kickstarter, The Sentinel, that started uh, last September. Uh, that was our first crowdfunded book.
2: Mm-hmm. Then
1: a the second one was Bearer of Ages that actually came out uh, earlier this year in February. We launched and then uh, we successfully funded. Had the books already done essentially, so all I had to do was print. I got them right before my convention, sold a bunch of those, and packed up the books right before that, and then shipped them all out that following Monday. And nice. I think that was that was a lot of packages. Those like eighty <laughs> packages I sent. Oh Post like, office was like, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, yeah it kind of is. I did it all by myself. Well, mostly by myself. Yeah, but um, from here though, there's a lot going on, so. For those that are in the know, you already know about my newsletter, which you can sign up for. I have a link tree on my uh, Twitter account. Okay. So if you everybody goes and follow me at CBDevin95 on Twitter, uh, there's a link to my link tree and it basically shows you everything from you know my Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, my portfolio work, and a bunch of other stuff. And the Epic Fantasy newsletter is part of that. Uh, Epic Fantasy as a whole also has its own separate Twitter page, mm. um, so that way, any updates that we do on our separate profiles, we usually tag Epic Fantasy in it as well. But okay. from here, uh, we have three books launching in August as a part of our Kickstarter: um, "Endless Hunt" by C.J. Hudson and Rio Burton, "Noir" by me, and Ben Worrell. And then we have our final book, which is Granite by C.J. Hudson and Fritz Casas, who does a lot of great work. Um, but basically, we wanted to have three awesome new titles. Uh, we, Endless Hunt is a fantasy book. You know, it's a great title, which uh, basically follows a king going on a quest, basically, to get his wife back you know it's queen mm. back from a druid who has her captured but obviously as the plot thickens you understand a little bit more why things have happened and why the title in itself is called endless hunt
2: mm. uh,
1: noir is a vigilante superhero comic um that i created basically follows noir after she's been run through what uh, i've called the gauntlet by her arch nemesis the director who is like my riff of like mysterio but he's just kind of like an average dude who's kind of an asshole so uh, <laughs> it's it's a cool book yeah. uh right books being colored right now and it's just it's looking great and then our final book is granite which is uh another superhero-esque book but it's more you know it's kind of like Kind of more adult, like yeah. you know, she's a partier. You know, she's in the spotlight all the time. She, she's, she's wild. But basically, Granite, uh, this one shot, and they're all one shots. Um, Granite specifically focuses on her losing her abilities and how she's mm-hmm. going to cope with mm-hmm. you know just being an average person. But there's a little bit more to that because she's being essentially hunted down by a villain that uh, she you know, put down early on in that same issue. So it's it's a fun dynamic and how she's gonna work out being just an average person when she wasn't used to be an average. She hasn't been average in a long time. Yeah. And to go from superhero to super nothing, it's just it just nah that ain't her lifestyle. She was cool partying and losing abilities. Yeah. it sucks. But uh those are our current offerings for this year. Um now I will say, if, you're all, if you all sign up to our newsletter, every month you get a free comic that you can read. Mm-hmm. So it's a new comic story. Every month it can be anywhere between one page to 12 pages. It's okay. usually what I tell folks. So, But since we're still in the early stages of that, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things that um, it's going to take time, obviously. I've got another story that needs letter. And then uh, a couple more to get done. But it's just... I gotta try to chop things up time wise, um, and then from there in the future, I want to say next year we'll have a couple more books that I'm excited for folks to see. Um, the one in particular is a western for me, um, and that will be that that'll be like a premium book essentially. So you'll be able to read that. Um, for a very low fee maybe like a buck or two mm-hmm. um, whether i do it on patreon or straight through Substack, I, i've yet to determine that but mm-hmm. basically you'll get a page or two for however many weeks for the first chapter and that's going to run probably for a few years mm-hmm. so there might be a short hiatus between chapters uh but each chapter is at least uh 20 pages at least um I know i just got done with the prologue recently i think i showed like two pages off on twitter recently but i see i'm so busy i can't necessarily remember everything <laughs> that going on. But, uh, yeah but no we we have a lot lined up you know try to give everybody a little bit of everything so you know instead of just superheroes and all that i'm trying to be diverse in my offerings and who i bring along with me on the journey essentially so i'm hopefully gonna draft in a couple more friends see who uh wants to be a part of the crew and then go from there but in order for me to do that i have to finish up commitments and uh, what have you and just keep having fun doing it yeah so and obviously I also will be doing, you know, some promotional stuff for people that do subscribe eventually. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know I have a convention coming up in September. If As long as everything works out right, everybody that's a part of a newsletter that does not live in my area uh, can still get this book that I'm offering, which, again, is a premium, you know, offering later on as well. Nice. Um, so I'm just... I'm just hoping everybody enjoys what I do um, and all the different books that I'm trying to give folks. And so I just want other people to enjoy books like I do. Yeah.
0: That's what it's all about, man. That's what the community, that's what I like about the community. That's what it should be about. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, that's your feeling too, Devin. And I certainly uh, enjoy your writing so far through Magnus. So I can't (laughs) wait to get into some of the other stuff that you got going on Epic Fantasy.
1: Oh, trust me. I, I think um, if you enjoy my work with Magnus, you'll enjoy a lot of what I got going on. I will yeah. say, not everything I do is for everybody. So if you don't like yeah. something, let me know. Yeah,
0: you know it's all good.
1: My feelings ain't gonna be hurt or nothing. But <laughs> you know, just you know, keep your ear to the ground. Make sure to subscribe to that newsletter. Follow me on yeah. Twitter. I have an Instagram that I very rarely use, but I will probably use it as promotional for everything yeah. else. And then um. Yeah, it's just keep in touch with me, guys. Like, yeah. I'm trying to give you guys cool stuff. And, <laughs> you know, if, if this is any incentive to follow me, uh, I'm going to give out a key Kickstarter reward that I have uh, nice. for those with a little bit of money in your pocket and want a cool opportunity. But there's a tier that I call the investor.
2: Mm. So
1: basically, you can get for for 18 months, you'll basically be able to get anything that I launch or release in a you know, I try to give everybody something physical so say i launch like four kickstarters next year you'll get all of that without having to put any extra down you'll just get to your door and nice. you'll get it first typically nice. is the plan but um, on top of that you also get to create a story with me as part of that'll drop during the newsletter every month for the monthlies which is what it's called that's the program for my uh Monthly comics is called the monthlies. So basically, you know, for whatever amount of money that you pay, you get everything in the campaign. So any variant that we have to offer, all that. You'll get a two-story for the monthlies that'll drop, whatever you know, however I schedule it, and then uh, you get every book that we release for the next eighteen months. So that that's actually a steal and a half yeah yeah for sure uh, but you know not everything is you know cheap yeah <laughs> these things do cost money to make but for those that do want to stay in the know and have you know an exclusive you know hey i got first sort of mentality and got to read something way before folks and they can tell people hey yeah. gotta go back this book they have the power to do so without having to sit in anticipation
2: yeah. You know, yeah.
1: and I'm one of those people that would probably in a heartbeat do something, but it has to be for the right project. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm not sure. just going to give it to anybody.
0: Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome, Devin. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I put um, in the, the YouTube in the inscription. I'll put all your information that way people can yeah. easily just follow you. Um, but yeah, you got to follow Devin. got to follow uh, Epic Fantasy to get all that stuff. Join the newsletter. You also got to uh, follow Wise Acre. Make sure that you're purchasing Magnus. Um, you could purchase it, I think, at wiseacrecomics.com, correct?
1: Yep, yeah, uh, wiseacre.us. So okay,
0: wiseacre.us. Yep.
1: And they actually have Crisis on uh, the website now as well. If I'm oh, correct. that's right. I yeah. I just looked at it yesterday.
2: Uh, mm
0: hmm. Yeah, that was a successful Kickstarter, comics. right? So yep. now they have I it available. It as yep. Well. Yep. yep. Nice. So go get nice. it all, guys. Get it all, get it all, man. This is quality, quality indie comics, man. Um, it's, it's as quality, if not better than uh, the big two, I think. So I love the art, all that good stuff.
1: He's right. You know,
0: (laughs) well, Devin, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on, but I certainly wanted to talk to you and tell you how much we appreciate Magnus and then just learn a little bit more about you. Um, we'll put all your information, like I said, in the comment section, that way you could follow Devin, but Devin, thank you so much.
1: Really appreciate you, my friend. I appreciate being able to come on and speak more about Magnus, everything that I'm doing, you know, it's a pleasure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And then as we get closer to, uh, your Kickstarter, let's have you come back on so we could spend some time on Epic Fantasy and the three issues that is coming out uh, on a Kickstarter.
1: Most definitely. I'd love to.
0: Awesome, man. Well, Devin, have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. You take it easy now.
0: All right, my friend. Talk soon.
1: Take care.